Corbin versus the world was recorded in front of a live studio audience. The character of Corbin is a work of fiction and is meant to represent your hopes, dreams, and your fears, and bears no resemblance to the real Corbin, who actually hates music. This show was produced without oversight, approval, or copyright from the FCC and listening to it is probably a crime. Please don't report us. All interviews, jokes, and statements are a figment of your imagination. No one was harmed in the making of this show, except our producer, Chris, who has not eaten solid food in 48 hours. Corbin would like to thank you for listening and encourages you to send him money because he owes money to several large financial institutions. He'll pay you back eventually. He swears, anyone who takes offense to any of the content on this show is politely invited to send their hate mail to the nearest dumpster and light it on fire. Now sit back, pour yourself a cool beverage, and enjoy the ride. Loudspeaker Studios Welcome to another edition of Corbin versus the World, the hottest hangout spot, whether you're a boomer, a zoomer, or a crooner. The world needs more lounge singers, in my humble opinion. That's my first hot take of the day. I am your hero and greatest lounge singer of all time, Corbin David Albaugh, here to bring you a fresh dry martini and the greatest tunes of yesterday, today, and tomorrow. I am recording this current episode with great excitement and trepidation because in less than 24 hours, I will be on a plane to beautiful, wonderful NYC to go meet Daddy Warbucks, bite into a hot slice, and dazzle the entire city with my wit and fashion. Before we talk about all that fun stuff, I have a wonderful announcement for all of you. I want to let all of you know that I too will be appearing at When We Were Young Fest and playing my own set of nostalgic tunes. See, my October was already getting pretty filled up with all those motivational speaking gigs at community colleges, but I just couldn't pass this one up. See, my beautiful corporate sponsors at Poom will be sponsoring my acoustic set, and I cannot thank them enough for their sweet, sweet, Swedish blood money. Thank you, Poom. So if you don't know what I'm talking about, first of all, you need to get your internet connection working again. When We Were Young Fest is a new festival that is booked in Viva Las Vegas in October of this year that's going to feature basically every pop punk slash emo slash scene kid worship band that ever existed on our iPod Nanos except for the ones that didn't pay to renew their Hot Topic membership in the last year. So, hey, something corporate, make sure you check your goddamn email. So this is amazing news for all of us old heads who uh, saw all the lineups coming out for Coachella and Bonnaroo this year, and we had this sinking feeling in the pit of our stomachs reading it when we realized that we had no idea who the hell half of the artists were that were performing, which, for the record, is the next pole vault that we millennials have to take before we start sinking into true cultural irrelevance. I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but hey, save us a 
spot at the Red Lobster Buffet, Gen X. We are coming for you. Cheddar biscuits on me and a Heineken. Never you fear, fellow gray hairs. When We Were Young Fest is here to make us feel young and angsty again. All your old favorites are going to be there. My Chemical Romance. Paramore, Avril Lavigne, Jimmy Eat World, Taking Back Sunday, Alkaline Trio, Dashboard Confessional, All-American Rejects, 303, Senses Fail, Silverstein, Goldenstein, Ramstein, The Reanimated Corpse of Lil Peep, Def Leppard, Winger, Mr. Mister, Spongle, Hootie and the Blowfish, Ween, The Grateful Dead, Gary Newman, Old Crow Medicine Show, Frank Sinatra, Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart, Hobo Johnson, Jackson Mahomes, The Tiger King, Neil Young's cousin, the surviving members of Leonard Skinner, the soundtrack to Encanto played on a Jambox speaker, a Sublime cover band, and of course, Macklemore and Ryan Lewis, and much, much more to spark your soul. There have been a lot of reactions on the social medias about it in the last week since the big announcement promo gigantamongous tour concert went up. The first initial reaction was a whole lot of, yes, I'm so excited. Let me bring my high school years back to screaming resurrection. But then it slowly gave way to the hangover that typically comes up with social media where we're happy about it, but then we've got to criticize it and be big Debbie Downers about it. You know, a lot of people are pointing out that it's sponsored by Live Nation, who had something to do with Fire Festival. You remember Fire Festival. It was a thing where hundreds of stupid rich kids were lured onto an island by Ja Rule and Blink-182, and they had to survive on a single piece of bread and cheese, and they had to send like rescue helicopters to go get them. Remember? It was on Netflix. It was hilarious. I gotta take up a contrary position here with all the shouting people on social media. First of all, When We Were Young Fest is gonna be nothing like Firefest. Las Vegas isn't an island, idiot. It's in the desert, surrounded by land. Do you even map, bro? Get a GPS. Secondly, everyone's saying there's too many bands, there's not enough time. And let's be real. Let's just real talk this for two seconds here. You could put half of the bands on that bill just on a slow-moving conveyor belt, have them play their only song that people remember, and then roll them off stage into the Upside Down to let the next band play without anyone really batting an eye or asking for a refund. Tell me I'm wrong. I dare you. Please, name five songs by the Red Jumpsuit Apparatus that are not face down. Name five songs by We the Kings that are not Check Yes Juliet and Skyway Avenue, which still slap for the record, speaking deeply to my heart. If you are able to do this, you are the new king of Spain. You have earned it. I promise. Then you can listen to all the deep cuts by the main or whatever that you have ever wanted. Now, understand, I'm not trying to defend Live Nation for trying to put together this event because... Let's be real. There's a whole bunch of festivals that are being announced for this year. You know, a lot of bands who have been cooped up for a long period of time and they need to get out and stretch their wings and play for thousands of screaming, adoring fans again. And I get it. There's a lot of people that need to do that. And When We Were Young Festival is totally creating a platform for that. I'm going to tell you something that my uncle Jethro told me. Trying to book a music festival. It's like jazz. You never know if you're doing it right until it's done, you know? Sometimes you create a once-in-a-lifetime event 
that changes the lives of thousands of people forever and create memories and images that stand the test of time. And sometimes you end up with a stampede of drunken teenagers on lean that crush each other to death while Travis Scott plays in the background. You don't know. Like I said, jazz. That's enough about jazz. I'm ready to rock. Are you ready to rock? I sure fucking hope so. Our first set of tunes fall well within the spirit of that poppy punky revival that When We Were Young Fest is trying to resurrect Dragon Ball Z Mortal Kombat style. The sound and vibe is coming back in a big, big way in 2022. All of that collective cultural angst is manifesting itself in our music, and I am ready to bust my skinny jeans back out of their crypt. Shit, Under Oath just released a new album. Let's get with it, guys. I'm not going to play Under Oath. I'm going to be playing some other bands that are slowly but surely bubbling up to the surface of the zeitgeist. So maybe you'll be inspired by these next bands. This first one I'm going to play for you, they are called Pink Shift, and they are based out of my favorite locale from The Wire and home of my favorite bird-based football team, Baltimore. They first broke big with a little song called I'm Gonna Tell My Therapist on You. Great song title, but I'm not going to play that since I'm all about those deep cuts. This is a song off their EP, Saccharin, and it's called Mars. Go Tunes!
Welcome back to Corbin versus the world, where we are still proud and happy that we held on to all of our old Converse shoes from high school. Who cares if they make fart sounds when you walk? I don't. First song you heard in that trio rotation, that was Pink Shift, new band out of Baltimore. That was their song Mars off the EP Saccharin. They have started breaking out in the last year or so as a result of all that wonderful social media, TikToking, Reddit, etc., which seems to be the new mode in which bands are breaking into the mainstream. They have a whole bunch of wonderful tunes, and they're probably going to be a pretty big deal in a short period of time. So catch them while they are still on the up and up. Next song that we heard was Doll Skin with the wonderful song title Love is Dead and We Killed Her off their album of the same name that came out a few years ago. They are a duo out of Arizona, got a few albums out, and their latest single came out last year, and it's called Eat Shit. Fun for the whole family. Finally, we have another band that is skyrocketing into fame and fortune. Hopefully, they are called Meet Me at the Altar. That was Feel a Thing. That was giving me very strong Hit the Lights vibes. Uh, Just trying to show some of my poppy punky credentials there. That was off their LP called Model Citizen. And they recently signed to the label Fueled by Ramen, which once again, you poppy punky old heads should be very familiar with. Legendary label there. And they are also allegedly going to be on the When We Were Young Fest. So if you are making that pilgrimage, you will be able to check them out there. They are yet another band, just like Pink Shift, that I predict is going to blow the hell up this year. So now you can tell all your friends that you heard them here first, you cool kid you. So I've got a really exciting treat for all of us listening right now. Great opportunity, really cool thing. So on the last show, I played this band called Geese, based out of New York. Really great band. Like I said, they're one of the most exciting groups, I think, that are on the come up right now. And they have so many wonderful things going for them. I said on the show that I was going to try and track them down for an interview. You know how life is funny in so many ways? So I don't know how it happened, whether it's, you know, because I played their track or because I got enough social media play or whatever. But I guess enough word got around that I was contacted by Geese's management. And I am really happy to announce this is so cool. I'm so happy to announce that they are here with me in the studio right now. And they're going to give me one of their first major full-length interviews before embarking on their upcoming tour with Spoon. It's so weird to be starstruck about a band that's just getting started out. But I I mean, here I am and, and I'm gushing. I apologize. Let's give a great big 
Corbin versus the world. Welcome to the band Geese. I know that this is your first national tour, which has got to be such a huge opportunity for you. And I imagine that you're going to get the chance to travel to a whole bunch of places that you haven't seen before. Where are you most excited to play for the first time? (laughs) Wow, I, I really wasn't expecting Cleveland. I'm going to be real. No judgment here, though. I mean, I'm I'm sure it's a wonderful place. So tell me a little bit about the story of how your band got started. Like, I remember hearing your stuff for the first time and thinking that, you know, there's no way that that a band could just show up fully formed with a with a full artistic identity like this. Did you already have it figured out when you first started up or did that kind of come up as a result of of a whole bunch of rehearsals and smaller shows? You know, tell me a little bit about that. Interesting. I didn't know that. That's that's crazy that you were able to use Zoom to your advantage like that. You know, pandemic times have have really allowed us to become adaptable on on so many things. And, you know, being able to create those connections and create that chemistry is, you know, that that's a really cool thing. So kind of circling back, I I apologize if I'm jumping around a bit. Are, Are you all intimidated by playing with Spoon? Like, and I guess maybe I'm just saying this because I'm a big Spoon fanboy, but, you know, over the years, I feel like they've become one of the more respected elder statesmen of indie rock. Like, I can't really think of a bad release that they've ever had and everything they've come out with has been relevant and catchy and good. Do you feel like you have anything that you can learn from them? Damn. That's what I call confidence. You guys seem really self-assured about about yourselves. So talking a little bit more about the scene that you came up in, specifically New York, obviously. Do you feel like there are any bands, any peers, I guess you could call them, kind of coming up in that scene that that you feel are kind of on your level like I know I played like Pom Pom Squad for instance last week and uh, I know they're based out of Brooklyn but I'm sure that at some point you you've run in the same circles do you feel like there's any bands that you kind of feel are on that level or I guess what I'm really asking is do you have any recommendations for you know the people listening at home maybe some bands that are kind of under the surface Oh, okay, okay, okay. I didn't, uh, I didn't realize that was a uh, such a sore subject for you. I mean, it's, it's not like a competitive thing. It's, I, um, um, uh, I, I'm sorry. No, can, can I, can I get you anything like, uh, like fish or like bird seed or, uh, Chris? What the fuck do geese eat? They're getting really agitated. I don't know what to do. This has never come up. Okay. Oh, all right. Um, they, they just knocked over the microphones. Uh, I, I, geez. Um, so we're going to turn it to tunes while we try to calm the geese down. Let's, let's get some mellowness in here, okay? I didn't actually pay for any of this stuff. This isn't mine. Um, oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, this next track is by a really nice little indie group. They're called Another Michael. Uh, I'm not sure what happened to the first Michael, but his song's probably This is their song called, fittingly, New Music. And hey, don't touch that! Oh, jeez. Enjoy. Another Michael. New Music. Go.
welcome back to Corbin versus the World, where we're going to talk about Bruno no matter what Disney tells us. You just got done. Uh, uh, all right. Uh, so as you can see, I, I haven't gotten geese to, to leave yet. They're still loitering in the studio. G guys, the, the interview is over. You can leave now. Seriously, I'm, tr I'm trying to do a show right now, and I only have the studio for like 20 more minutes, and then I have to let them... Oh, my God. Ah! Okay, guys, I got, I got to sign off for one second. They knocked over some more microphones, and now they're pecking holes in the walls, and stop! Stop, damn it! I'm going to lose my deposit! Okay, Chris, get the gun. No, not that gun. The poom gun! The poom gun! The one with my name on it! And the poom bullets! They're in the closet! Go! Uh, and, uh, okay, and just in case you're listening, uh, yes, the poom gun! Poom gun for when you absolutely, positively have to kill geese in your studio. Buy it now on Etsy. Impress your friends. Charm your future fiance. The poom gun! A poom product! Jesus Christ! Shut up! Oh my god, what have I done? Um... Okay. Unfortunately, I have just killed geese, and they will no longer be opening for Spoon on their upcoming tour. Um... I don't think I'm going to get another interview on this show anytime soon. I First of all, I guess I'm just going to apologize to Spoon. Also, I'm going to apologize to Geese's management about all of this. I, I don't really know how to handle this. I also apologize to Poom for the bullet holes that I have left in the studio now and along with the bird shit that's on the ground and the blood and the ghost shit from last episode and this is not ideal at all um oh god I feel like I'm doing children's theater again this this is there's blood everywhere maybe I picked a good time to go to New York is there anyone who can clean the top? Rico, Rico, can you? Are you? Are you going to be able to handle this? Fuck Josh Hutcherson. Okay, yeah, that that's what I thought you'd say. Third episode back, and this is what I have to deal with. Great. Oh, good. It's on my shoes too, and they're all birds. Well, that's fucking ironic. Um. Okay. Uh. Let's uh, uh, j just give me two seconds, listeners. I I need to go to my happy place for just a second. Sitting on the dock of the bay Watching the time go away Okay, okay, okay Thank you, therapy Anyway, what was I talking about? Oh yeah, yeah, we were listening to tunes That's what we were doing So that first track that you heard that was another Michael that was their song new music off of new music and big pop that came out last year good good album that band is out of Philadelphia and as you can tell 
super fantastic set of pipes on that singer and i may need to go back and listen to that album because i feel like those angelic tones can really uh coax me back into neutral even if i were sleeping in an active volcano i don't know why i would do that i'm just i'm just saying words now the next band that we heard in that trio that was blood cultures and set it on fire off of their album luno they are a super cool experimental indie pop group making big waves in the sphere they've got this cool gimmick kind of a mysterious identity thing going on where they always appear in public wearing a suit and a burqa. So they, they keep themselves anonymous, which I think is really cool in this age of social media and personal branding and all of that, you know, to have that mystique about you is a really, really strong choice. Uh, so Blood Culture is really interesting group. Finally, we had a really cool buzz band also on the come up out of L.A. by way of Florida. They are called Magdalena Bay. And that was You Lose! exclamation point off of their album Mercurial World. So some good, good groups there. And while I kind of take stock on all the damage that I just caused, I am going to turn you to some more tunes. This next group is out of New York, not so much indie Rocky, more kind of R&B in uh, nature. They are called Michelle in all capital letters, and this is Expiration Date. Let's go. I had to get this off my chest, had to be said. You're stuck in my head, you said that it's not black and white But I know I'm still coming over tonight No, it might be the last time Wish we could go further But for now it's alright Yeah. 
Hermos couple stop smiling after the first year. Baby boys, hella superstition will help us here. How love our love will stay hallowed. If we stay, if we stay humble. Can we stay, can we stay humble? How long can we be well humble? Humble. No, we're not ashamed, but babe, we don't need the frame. If the rest goes out the air, believe our union is fair. We'll be good, we'll be good. We'll be good, we'll be good. So damn good. Ooh, good. Don't waste a lot of shit.
Okay. Okay. Calm down. Calm down. Just make a phone call. Everything's going to be okay. Just calm down. Happy place. Happy place. Happy place. Um, pick up, pick up, pick up, pick up, pick up. Hello? Hello? Um, am, am I speaking to the president of Poom right now? <laughs> great. Great. Hi. Hi. How are you? Uh, oh, that's awesome. Uh, how's the weather in Sweden? Cold. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, that's, that's great. Um, me? Oh, I'm, uh, I'm doing fine. No problems whatsoever. Studio is totally fine as well. I, I, I know you didn't ask, but, uh, um, so I have a question, uh, more like a hypothetical, I guess. Um, so if there was an amount of damage done to a studio like ours, like hypothetically, uh, like just a few broken microphones, some holes in the walls, a little bit of blood on the carpet, how would one go about handling that? What, what, what? No, 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 no. That's, that, that's not why I'm asking. I, I, like I said, everything in the studio, totally fine. I just have this friend. His name is Steve and he has a podcast and a studio that he's using that is rented out just like a company that's just like yours. Uh, they're called Sony, uh, and, and Steve got himself into a little bit of a pickle. Uh, some guests got out of hand. He had to use the company firearm to put them down. You know how this stuff goes, but he kind of messed up his studio, like a lot. And he reached out to me because he trusts me because, you know, I'm a trustworthy guy and he knows I have this awesome studio that you guys let me use and just wanted to know since we're kind of in the same, you know, situation. Well, not exactly. You know what I'm saying? Um, anyway, um, he just wanted to know how that might affect his contract or security deposit or whatever. Um Oh. Oh. Okay, that's a lot more than I thought. And and you're and you're saying that that Dave would have to pay all of that by himself cuz that seems like a lot of money in what what did you say? No, I no, when I when I said Dave, I I, I obviously meant Steve cuz his name is also Dave. Uh, his name is Steve Dave. It's, I, I mix them around sometimes. It's, it's totally a real name, I promise. Why, why would I make that up? It's, um, uh, uh, sorry, I, I can barely hear you right now. You know, reception in the studio is a little shaky sometimes. How about I, how about I give you a call back tomorrow and we can talk more about the, hello? Hello? Oh, God damn it. God damn it. Fuck, no shit. I... Great. And I stepped in geese blood. These all birds were new, too. God damn it. Oh, fuck. Rico, 
I am in trouble, buddy. Fuck Josh Hutcherson. Okay, well, that's not going to make me feel any better. I know you're trying, but I, I appreciate it. Uh, whoa, whoa, shit. Is that the recording light? Chris, have we been recording this whole time? Um, uh, friggin' dick, dack, piss on my face. This sucks. Okay, okay. Um, hey, everybody. Welcome back to Corbin versus the world. I am... Your hero who is about to be in a shitload of financial trouble, Corbin David Alba. Uh, you just got done hearing uh, the the group Michelle. That's their name, yes. And uh, the the name of that song was Expiration Date. Uh, like I said, pretty good group out of New York. Next group we had was uh, Serpent with Feet. Nice little R&B solo artist and his song Sailor's Superstition from his album last uh, year and finally we have uh, another artist based out of California called Amer Asu with a with a whole lot of dashies in there and I'd, I'd go into more detail but y you can look all this stuff up in the show notes it's all right there you can you can read I know you can so anyway I, uh, I I had some other stuff that I was gonna talk about but I've got a lot of cleaning up to do and um, some other things that I'm gonna need to take care of. I thank you so much for tuning into this show. Hopefully, this is not the last one for the foreseeable future. I'm fairly optimistic that that we'll be back next week for more fun and frolic. But uh, yeah, like I said, I I, I got a lot of uh, shit I need to clean up here. So I'm gonna leave you with uh, this fun little duet. Uh, collaboration that's been stuck in my head for a hot second. This is a collab done between the Fun Boy 3 and Bananarama. Back in the day, we're going to jump back into uh, our time capsule and uh, you're going to hear that song and I wish I could use that time machine to take it back about 20 minutes from now and uh, not, not do all of the things that were done earlier. It smells horrible in here, by the way. Thank you very much for tuning in to this week's show. Please follow me on Instagram at Corbin versus the world and check out our website at Corbin versus the world.com and on loudspeaker FM uh, where you can get the show notes and uh, all sorts of fun stuff that I might have left out earlier. Um, my name is Corbin David Albaugh, your hero, and I need to go find a mop. So enjoy this track it's called it ain't what you do it's the way that you do it by the fun boy three and bananarama i will see you all next week i hope appreciate you bye
This has been a production of Loudspeaker Networks. For more on this and other programs, visit loudspeaker.fm.